What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning out Pogo City Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Bedlam. We're getting today's show started off with a band called Bolo1037 coming out of Virginia. Make sure you go follow them on Spotify. Right, that was Bolo 1037 on As I said in the intro, they are coming out of Virginia. Now uh, we've hung up. We've if you guys have uh, been to the last show, the reset. My my phone started playing the next song. I'm all discombobulated. I was getting ready to take a bong hit, and I was like, "Wait, the song's almost over." So let me now that we're we're live on Facebook, and I can't just like start over. Let me just like reset here. Okay, I am Andrew. We just heard Bolo 1037. If you guys were at the last show I was at in Philly, which I it was a blank show and I forget. Oh, the virus and cheap sex. Chandler was there with Joe. Chandler's the bass player in that band, Bolo 1037, and uh, I've been talking to him, and they're in the studio working on some demos. I've heard some. I don't believe I can play them for you. That is a, uh, a, re- uh, a song they have previously released that I just played called Blasphemy. It's on Spotify. It's their only track on Spotify, but you should go follow them because they're doing this other release. I think it's an album now. They're doing demos for the album, so you should hit follow so you can get the release when it drops and that's bolo b-o-l-o 1037 but speaking of releases finally 100 percent ready to go trying to mail out the parasitics and one-sided take the street split seven inch trying to mail it out to you fine people hopefully tomorrow all i gotta do is fill out the envelopes and take them to the post office. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll be mailing out your record sometime soon. Now, anyone who was on my little list, uh, there are uh, 10 to 14 people, we'll say 10 
There's about 10 people at least who are going to get a free Pogo in the Pit DVD. I think I have 10 of the new one, the second one, and then like four other second prize winners <laughs> will get the first movie. So, uh, yeah, so if you pre-ordered, I'm going to take, you know, 14 of the names and I'm just going to stick a dvd in there everybody else plus the dvds they uh have uh, some stickers and stuff maybe some pins but uh yeah so hopefully if you pre-ordered you'll get either pogo in the pit 2 or pogo the first pogo in the pit that joe from the unsubs put together 4d kids production they are also from virginia chandler was at the show with Joe. Wow, lots of segues here. Also segueing over, I'm headed to Virginia in the summer with uh, Renee and $4 Sean in tow because uh, apparently people want to hear more from the Spiky Tops. I don't know. I've been getting some screenshots of seeing Spiky Tops mentioned here, Spiky Tops there, because you can't really tag us because there's there's no page or anything. But, uh, yeah, I've seen a couple screenshots of people asking for uh, some Spiky Top stuff. So we're going to Virginia, and uh, we're going to have, uh, I don't know who's recording us. Someone Joe knows. And we're going down to Virginia, and we're going to record tracks. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see. We're gonna, I'm going to resurrect some Bedlam songs. I got one of my one of my songs, Party Till Your Guts Spill Out, that I've Played live a handful of times with a couple different people. Think we're doing that. And, uh, yeah, I know we're going to record at least four songs. Maybe more. We'll see. We'll see how uh, people can manage. So, you know, we got Joe in Virginia. Uh, Renee in Jersey. And then me and Sean live the closest to each other. And his bum ass is here the least, probably. <laughs> But uh, yeah, $4 Sean, really been working hard on the drums. I've been seeing him post some videos. I was jamming with him and Renee last week. And uh, yeah, he's definitely gotten a lot better, a lot stronger. And um, I'm, I'm glad it's sounding good. We were rocking out. What were we playing? Some, Of course, we were playing some Thunders. And uh, me and Renee took us a second to remember um, uh, Let's Go Pogo, the song we recorded that's featured in... Pogo in the pit too and also like I said uh, Joe dropped a music video for Pogo in the pit too the spiky tops in Pogo in the pit too and if you guys go on to Facebook and type in spiky tops the first thing that comes up is this video and I think it's pretty fucking sweet so why don't you give it a play it's on Joe's 4d kids production page go hit follow on that you'll find a bunch of other Awesome videos, as I said. He's the person who made the Pogo and the Pit DVDs. I will be mailing some free ones out. Uh, this next track is uh, Renee on lead, Joe on vocals, Sean on drums, and me on rhythm and bass. It is the Spiky Tops. Let's go Pogo. Hit like, bitches. Pogo City Radio. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Ah. I may have f***ed up here. Now I can get a fucking dab.
All right, that was the spiky tops right there. Please go to YouTube and uh, hit like on that. While you're there, make sure you go give Pogo City Radio's page a follow. The latest video I just published was uh, on Joey Ramone's birthday, and uh, it was, I don't even remember what I titled it, uh, something about Joey Ramone being the, uh, why Joey Ramone is the voice of the punk movement, I believe is what I titled it. But uh, if you go to uh, our YouTube, Pogo City Radio's YouTube, you can see it there, or type in Pogo City Joey Ramone into your um, search bar and it will come up. Please give that a like and a share. Definitely trying to do some more videos uh, like we have done with the past, uh, you know, the um, the Dead Boys record one that we made a video of and then I did the Thunders record and um, kind of interjected. Wanted to do something special for Joey Ramone's birthday. So uh, tried to make a video more focused on him rather than just the Ramones and uh, really tried to look at him as a person and what he did for uh, punk rock and not just punk rock but just for like misfits and introverted artists and uh, people you know and um, just really showed that someone you know who was virtually probably like forgettable in high school could really like grow to be the voice of like one of the biggest underground mu music movements ever you know so uh definitely go over to pogo city's youtube and check that out uh yeah so uh da, 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 we talked about the records ah yes the dwarves show why don't we play we just played the spiky tops why don't we play some dwarves and then we'll talk about this past weekend here's the dwarves with the dwarves are still the best band ever Sand and surf. This world is full of things to do. And yet it always come back to. Let's just get high and fuck some sluts. Right, the almighty dwarf, huh? Oh, 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 oh. 
All right, as I said, we luckily got to catch the Dwarf Show. I remember hearing whispers about it months ago and just being like, dude, dude is there tickets? Where's the show? Is it in Philly? Is it in New York? Blah, 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 blah. But what a Memorial Day weekend. So we were at Bowery Electric, which is right across the street from CBGB's. And it was funny. I thought it was like two blocks down, right? And so Jess had never been, Rude Girl Jess had never been to CBGB's. And I was like, well, we could go to the storefront. Let's take a walk. And I see across from Bowery Electric, um, there's like some like pot stores. So we're like, oh, let's go. Like we got pens, but we just want to walk in like a little weed bar and get a joint, of course, you know. And uh, so we walk in and we buy uh, the most, the, the highest potency THC, like Lucy they got, you know what I mean? <laughs> So we're walking down the street, and I'm like, look, um, I'm like, it shouldn't be far. I'm like, when we get to the Debbie Harry Memorial, like, we've gone too far. So we'll we'll go, and we'll walk to the Debbie Harry Memorial. We'll check that out. Then we'll cross the street, and we'll double back, and CBGBs will be, like, right there. And uh, so we're walking, and uh, no Debbie Harry Memorial, and then, boom, this Big ass bad brains memorial. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? I'm like, that thing is huge. It's awesome. I'm like, but where's Debbie Harry? And I'm like, this is too far. Why are we so far down? I'm like, uh uh. And I'm like, I feel like that bad brains memorial rele uh, replaced the Debbie Harry memorial. But we're walking back and I'm like, let me Google CBGBs. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's behind us. I was like, I knew it wasn't this far down. And it was literally just, it was. Like there was a bunch of um, like a like a cab, like a uh, something you would tow. You know what I mean? Something like a trailer that was in front, and it was directly across the street from the weed store we were at. And um, so I didn't see it, and we were looking for the painting. But it turned out I went, and we were looking in the window, and um, I knew it was a shop. I thought it was just a clothes shop, but apparently they sell like records there was a Marshall half stuck stack in the front window it was closed and everything but they still got the apron sign like if that's what you would call it like the cloth sign that's out front and I was like boom there it is when we were on the other side of the road because it was blocked and I was like oh that's the same sign and then I was like that would be the hotel that's right next door and there would be a sign out front and I was like and there wouldn't be this metal door I was like am I in the wrong spot I'm like no this is definitely it and then as soon as I looked in the window you could tell the door was like newer construction and when you looked in it said the whatever hotel in the tiles from like the original construction I was like yep CBGB's and then we went to the right of it and I was like this would have been like the CB's entrance that would go like down it had like the upstairs like lounge and then you go like downstairs to the pizza place and uh, the the downstairs stage and I was talking about seeing UFC down there which was this uh, band that was originally I guess out of Florida and then relocated to New York you might know them from Charged Records they put out one 7 inch with Charged Records I had that 7 inch they also had a DIY 7 inch and like this um, burnt CD with like a full color label on it demo that had like 10 tracks Yaquero Mas Cerveza I had that as well and the singer from the band was at Bowery Electric, but I wasn't going to be all like, Renee was like, oh, go be fanboy. I was like, oh, no, I, I, I did it when I was 16. I, I did it. I was fanboy then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were there. And um, but the show was fucking awesome. So we got back from uh, gallivanting before we got to the show. Me, Renee and Jessica hit up Trash and Vaudeville because earlier in the day, 
nothing to do with the show. We're listening to the cramps, and Jessica goes, um, where, whatever happened to that cramp shirt that we had? She was like, what, what was it? I was like, oh, smell a female. And I was like, ah, I don't know what happened to that shit. And fucking, um, I was like, actually, you know where we got that from? She said, where? I said, it's like around the block from where we're going to be tonight at Bowery Electric. And, uh, she was like, oh, and we left, and we were supposed to go, like, pick up Renee and pick up Mike and some other people, and it ended up, like, we're plans change, and we were just picking up Renee, and we had extra time, and I was like, shit, let's go to Trash and Vaudeville, where we picked up the shirt, and Renee used to go there all the time. It's a new location. I had been to the new location before. I don't think Renee has been to the new location prior, but we were there checking it out. It was a lot of fun. They had... um. Marky Ramones Hall of Fame trophy up, and uh, we bought a couple shirts. We wanted to get, I, I knew we wouldn't be able to get the same cramp shirt, but I got the um, the album cover, like the yellow shirt with the uh, bad music for bad people, and just got like this awesome Iggy Pop, I Want to Be Your Dog shirt. So it just says like, I want to be your dog in bold letters, and at the bo bottom it's got like Iggy, you know, like in his really homoerotic pose <laughs> with his ass way high up in the air. It's fucking hilarious and great. And fucking uh, Jess has the shirt. It's fucking great. She wanted to get, so we were gonna get, she really wanted to get the Vivian West one, Vivian Westwood one with Mickey banging Minnie. They had a bunch of the Vivian Westwood prints like with the two cowboys with their dicks touching. They had, um, Oh, the one with, um, what's his, Snow White getting banged by the Seven Dwarves, the gangbang. And she was going to get the Mickey and Minnie. And I was like, all right, we can, I'm like, the kids are just going to see this and be like, Mickey and Minnie, and be like, what are they doing? So I'm like, Jesus. And they don't have it in her size, but we're going to get it anyway. And I'm like, Jesus. And, but they don't have it in her size. So then she's like, should I get the Seven Dwarfs one? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And like in my house downstairs, the Stabs played a show with the vibrators on my birthday. And I have a framed poster. It's this awesome print that Jeffrey Boyle did for me. He's also someone who helped me uh, design the, not the cover of the one-sided jacket, but the other stuff he like fixed for me. I didn't have, I couldn't put him in the thank yous because it was already being printed when he was editing it for me. But he made up this awesome Stabs flyer and it's got Snow White dressed up as like a dominatrix and like some BDSM bondage. And like my kids have seen that poster for years and when they were even younger, they'd be like, Snow White's a superhero. And I'd be like, yeah, it's a superhero. So now I'm like, Jess, we, we can't bring home some shirt of Snow White with her tits out getting gangbanged by the seven dwarves. Like, I'm sorry to be Mr. Daddy here. <laughs> And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, get it. But you got to hide it from the girls. And she was like, no, I'm not going to get it. She's like, you're right. Where am I going to wear it? So she didn't get that one. But we needed something slightly offensive. So we got like Iggy Pop, you know, with his art back arched and his ass up in the air saying he wants to be your dog on Jessica's tits. <laughs> so, you know, much more rated R than, uh, than the gangbang, which I guess goes rated triple X. But <laughs> but yeah, New York was a great time, as it always is. And uh, after we left, we got to go to Howie's Bar, which is 96 Tears, which is, well, like, next door to A7, Niagara. Um, Renee was making fun of me all night for saying Thompson Square Park. I don't know, maybe when I was drunk. Me and Jessica could both not say Thompson Square Park when we were drunk. And uh, we were 
I mean, we weren't bar hopping. We were walking around the city and drinking. I guess that's bar hopping a little bit. Not really, you know, we were moving around. Walking. Me and Jessica were definitely joint hopping because any place that was selling marijuana that we passed, me and Jessica would go in and buy a joint of the strongest stuff they had. I mean, regularly, we take dabs anyway, so this shit's like light beer anyway. But it was just like the fun and the experience and the waste of money. But uh, also... If you guys saw, I, I so we broke my little bong a while back. I talk with my hands, and the kids and Jessica have all these Super Mario toys. You can't see it on screen, but I'm holding like this 18-inch bong right now with my dab rig on the uh, tip. Right now, I got this cheap little crystal banger on there. I, I couldn't, I didn't have any that were like actually meant for this size, so I'm gonna have to go get a better one real quick. All the stores were closed, and I had to run. And I got this used, and I had to go run and get a little, like, $15 rig that's, like, bent at the wrong angle. But this bong says uh, Euphoria, and, uh, yeah, it's huge. And uh, I think some people saw it on camera. I'm seeing some comments. But, uh, yeah, definitely getting baked. So me and Jessica were just walking around getting baked as I am now, and uh, went to 96 Tears. They had a really cool jukebox now. 96 Tears, Howie from uh, D-Gen, uh, and uh, they, um, D-Generation, and uh, he died recently. As I said, I'm stoned and rambling, but uh, he died a few years back, and uh, I remember his memorial show. They had, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, somebody from the Cramps. I think it's the drummer from the Cramps come out and uh jimmy gestapo was out there singing and uh, uh a, a bunch of other people it was a real fun show i'm trying to think of who else played um i think hr from the bad brains was there but uh apparently jesse malin dedicated this bar to howie there's pictures of him all around it they got like some of his like jackets and stuff and pictures hanging i don't know how much of it's all hanging howie's but there's plenty of his stuff in there plenty of pictures i don't know if it's all his there's this really cool jukebox old school style with like a lot of cool random tracks on it from chuck berry to elvis to the dead boys to thunders to the sonics you know what i'm saying so uh yeah definitely fun an outside drinking area it was a good time had this random dude as we're walking down the street smoking a joint uh, you know, getting up to Alphabet City at like, it was only like 11.30 probably. Some dude just gets an inch away from my face and was like, hey, we kept on getting stopped. As soon as I got out of the car, there were tourists stopping me, taking pictures with me. I swear to God, you can ask Jessica and Renee, and it's not the first time it's happened. It's hilarious because I'm not even from New York. I'm like, I'm the tourist. Like, you see me getting out of a car and I have a mohawk. It looks like I'm from here and people are stopping me and taking pictures with me. <laughs> but uh, Renee was trying to get out of what I was pulling her into it. But... Um, <laughs> It was ridiculous, but uh, I lost I lost my whole train of thought. I got sidetracked with my vanity, but uh, no, it, it wasn't just vanity. It's just funny, though. I do remember that happening one time at the Bethlehem 
what's it called, music fest when I was in high school. And I was totally flamboyant then. My hair was probably six different colors, and I was probably wearing two different leg-colored bondage pants. And as soon as I walk in, and like this is like a world-renowned event, there's like this Asian group of people stop me. There's several of them, and they don't even really speak English, but they're all asking to take my picture, and I sat there and took pictures with each one of them, and then they proceeded to follow me around for like 15 minutes, taking pictures of me while I walked around with my friends. Like I was a celebrity, <laughs> some type of, like I had some type of paparazzi. It was ridiculous. Like I don't even think I had a high school band. I was just some teenager with a mohawk who wasn't all that rude. And then they kind of started stalking me. But it was funny though, after we left the Dwarves show, like before we got to 96 Tears, ah, I'm getting all sidetracked. So this dude jumps in my face. He's like, you know, you seem like you know where the party is, like you know where to have a good time. And he catches me completely off guard. I'm like, uh, uh. I'm like, and Johnny goes, well, we're going to 96 Tears. I'm like, yeah, bar right here. And we're talking, and he's walking, and he's like, yeah, eventually he's on E, he's telling me. <laughs> so he's all fucked up, and we're just hanging out with random characters, picking up Zavalis and, uh, and uh, you know, smoking joints, getting pizzas. Mike and Johnny and Renee housed these two giant New York slices that me and Jessica bought. So the first time we was buying pizza, right, we're running to the show in between shopping and the show at Trash and Vaudeville. And um, we're just like, we're going to get a slice real quick. We wanted to get to the bar. We were there super early anyway. And I'm like, oh, boom, slices, 99 cents. It says fresh. That's weird. Pizza's always fresh. Why wouldn't it be fresh? And we walk in, the shit looks like Domino's. But like it was... They, it was a buck, and we gave it to him. And Renee was like, yeah, I'm not eating that. Me and Jessica ate it. It was surprisingly good. It was not what, like, you know, what you would expect from a pizza place, but it was surprisingly good. It was better than Domino's. Later in the night, me and Jessica get some slices that are the size of my chest, okay? And um, we got to take a piss. We're meeting up with Mike and Johnny. We tell them to hold them. They eat the fuck out of these pizzas while we're taking a piss, right? So we're waiting for Zapolis. They feel bad for eating the pizza. They go and buy us pizza, right? And we're telling them, we knew they kept saying they went to the same place, but we went to a place that was two places away, and they went to some shitty place in between. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then we, we got their shitty pizza that gave me instant heartburn, and they ate our good pizza. But then I, I had, like, the funnel cake, and, you know, that gave me heartburn, but not as bad as the shitty pizza. But it was not the same pizza place, Mike and Johnny. It's fine, but it was not the same pizza place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was just a, a, a good trip. We were having a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get to catch the openers. Now, Stizza, okay, so, so. Whoo, dicey here, right? So I saw the night before mad people were talking shit. Because uh, I don't know why, but apparently Stiz is on tour with the Dwarves, and because uh, for quite a few shows he's been like introducing them and like coming out and like singing a song, you know what I mean, doing something like that. And I had heard about it already because there was people talking shit on the internet the night before, and um, yeah, and then I posted it, and I didn't. I, I, there was like one comment that was said something along the lines of. It didn't make much sense, but it was doing something to call Stizza like uh, an abusive maniac. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't know. People say you can Google it. 
But I, I don't know what the details are, but apparently it's a big enough deal to where when you post this online, people are talking shit now. It's uh, but I, I don't I don't know. I'm not saying anything's true or not true. I've never heard any actual stories, but you know, I don't know. It was just it was just telling how much like it was weird because like I'm just like, oh, there's a crack like that's cool you know when i was in high school there were times where i hated leftover crack and i'd be like oh they're hippie fuck them and that was just me like you know spouting off rhetoric that i heard on punk rock albums and then i got into them and i liked them a lot and then i was like obsessed with them and then i seen them like 18 times and like i i hung out with them quite a few times and like brad different person of course from f minus the bass player like he legit like save my life at a show man people there we were all getting thrown out four dollars Sean was there getting thrown out repeatedly thrown out repeatedly it was before leftover cracks drummer Brendan died he's the drummer on the second album fuck world trade it was before he died but it was like the same month it was like a couple days before he died and um, it was the same tour and um, my friends kept getting thrown out and Ezra and Brendan kept getting my friends back in and then finally, the last time, Sean and Nick, they put holes in the wall, and they're getting thrown out, and they ain't getting back in. I'm still in the show. I'm going wild. We're up front, and we're at the Chrome. And uh, this was this place in South Amboy back in the day. I forget, on like Route 3 or some shit. I don't fucking know. And uh, the Chrome Lounge, I believe it was called. I had a lot of fun there. And... Uh, Casualties used to play there all the time, leftover crack. So uh, everybody's hating the security. And the security there, like, I would be there, like, damn near every weekend, at least once a month. And it was like a war. They'd have mad security. It would be the same dudes every time. They were fucking assholes. Bands would ask him to get off the stage. Like, I remember leftover crack and the casualties. The casualties, more respectful, leftover crack in a very leftover crack, disrespectful way. Telling the bouncers to get off the stage and they don't want them there and blah, 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 blah. So, like... Stizzers like antagonizing the crowd and talking shit to the bouncers and like I can see these two bouncers I'm right up front they're both gonna like bum rush me right and try and like pull me out and take me down and um fucking now granted I have the whole crowd behind me and I know this both literally and figuratively and uh, I see it coming, and I used to play football, and like I, I get ready, and I like take on the hit, and I got the crowd behind me, I'm holding these two dudes, I'm not going backwards, and eventually I'm losing it a little, so I, real quick, think, and I wrap my leg around the dude, the bouncer to the right of me's leg, and... As I fall, I'm going to twist his knee, and he's going to start yelling, and his boy's going to have to let go, and boom, that's exactly what happens. So now I'm on stage. The one dude's grabbing his leg. The other dude's diving at me. Brad grabs me, the bass player, while he's on stage, going into Crack Rock Steady, which is a uh, an encore that I started screaming out for, and they were actually playing. He pulls me on stage. He's got dreadlocks. He's a bigger dude, so he's got his cabinet behind him his bass and he's head banging and his dreads are flying everywhere and he's got me in between his rig and his bass and he's like protecting me from these bouncers who want to fucking kill me and then and especially because i have been pissing them pissing them off all night my friends were trashing the place 
I may have trashed it a little bit as well. And, and uh, but finally, you know, they get past him. They grab me, a bunch of them, yo, like six of them. You know what I'm saying? And like as they're they're pulling me out, I'm holding onto the wall with like my two arms as we're like turning the corner and they're grabbing my legs. And uh, so eventually we're in the street. I'm literally a minor. It's still broad daylight. And all these dudes square up with me in the parking lot. I'm like, holy shit, these dudes are really about to fight me right now. And I'm like, okay, hoping, I know my friends are out here. Like somebody's gonna come running to my aid. And boom, who comes running out? The fucking bass player. And like, he comes running out and he said his name was uh, Brad and he was like, yo, and he told them like, you better not fuck with them. Like he came out yelling, like leave him the fuck alone. And we, we were outside. He was like, you better not do nothing. And they, they all like scattered. I was in the middle of the road and fucking, he walked out to me and like walked me to my car and he was like, you know, thanking me for coming and saying like, he didn't appreciate them, and I was like, yeah, dude, I know, but it, uh, they were all really nice to me. Now, granted, that whole story had nothing to really do with Stizza, but um, also, though, earlier that night, after they couldn't get my friends back in the show, I had this piece of shit Dodge Aries that I had crashed like three times. They seriously played a little, like, fake, no amps, unplugged, tapping on my car with drumsticks show for my friends on my car who got thrown out played a couple songs joked around with them and sang you know more like hanging out and uh, that was just really cool of them and uh, granted if Stizzard did you know anything he's accused of that that make him a scumbag but um, I, I don't I don't know it to be true so I can't really say that Liz I hope it's not you know what I mean? But uh, I, I, wouldn't I would prefer to not talk about things like that on here. But, like, it was, like, blaring. It would be weird, like, the amount of, like, shit-talking I saw online and literally that people, like, were commenting stuff on stuff I posted. I, I feel like if I didn't mention it at all, I'd almost be, like, like bullshitting. But, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to really say about it. But uh, the show was a great fucking time. The dwarves were awesome. They kept down shouting out the blanks. And uh, our little crew up front there with um, Maria. Uh, no, Maria wasn't there. Who, oh, it was Kathy and Andy. Dean and Maria were not there. It was Kathy and Andy. Ah, yes, I'm thinking Thora, Chad. And then it was Johnny, Mike. Uh, that was pretty much... Uh, the group that we were there with and we bumped into Ashley and a bunch of other people it was a real fun time They played a bunch of great tracks. I uh, put up some cool posts some videos Especially of Renee and Mike having a blast singing free cocaine in the crowd with Mike like strangling Renee uh, Yeah, but go check it out at Pogo City Radio on Instagram and on my Facebook But we're gonna get to blank 77 up next with no big deal Playing from Andrew's S22 Ultra.
All right, that was Blank 77 right there. Now, I mentioned Chad and Thora while uh, getting into that song, and Chad has recently joined a band, The Misos. I've caught them a few times. I've actually never seen them with Chad, but I saw them a few times without Chad. We're going to get to them up next, give them a follow on Spotify as well. That's The Misos, M-E-S-O-S. Here's their track, Life Ain't, on Pogo City.
All right, the misos right there. Damn, I'm real happy. I meant to stop the music, but like my urge, I almost ended the show, like clicked end by accident, meaning to stop the music. But don't you worry, we're not at the end yet. I, if you're looking on camera, I am fucking dying. It is hot as fuck up here. I'm sweating to fucking death. I was in an asbestos suit. I mean, I was doing top secret government research all day. No, but I fucking, uh, I put on a uh, Tyvek suit and fucking, um, I, I had worn one before and I was like, it makes me think of people who like chase aliens, like they, like in like American Dad or something, like the people who like chase Roger or something. And like, so like I took a picture with me with the suit on saying I was excited to start like working at this new government research lab and then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But yeah, mad people were saying I looked like uh, I was uh, cooking meth. So yeah, I got plenty of alien responses, which is what I was initially thinking, and uh, but plenty of meth responses as well. Mad funny comments, but uh, yeah, definitely. Someone actually, and a couple people actually guessed what I was doing correctly. Two or three people guessed that I was working with asbestos, but yes, that shit sucks. So I'm in, like, I always wear, like, uh, Carhartt jeans. Like, I'll wear a sleeveless shirt, but I always wear Carhartt jeans. Like, I ain't getting all cut up and shit. And I'm, I'm rough and crazy, like, at work. Like, everyone knows that, like, that works with me. Like, I'm always that guy who does that job that no one else will do. And then they're like, holy shit, how the fuck did he get up there that quick? And like, wow, okay, cool, great. And then like, I do that because then I'm like useful and then like, you know, I can go do something else, we'll say. You know what I mean? Dude, but I've had some shit jobs, man. Like sandblasting and shit. I remember this one time I did it live on Facebook and part of it was to help me keep my sanity. So my boss comes at me and he's got like this like sad, weird, sarcastic grin on his face like, I'm gonna need you to do something. I'm like, what? And he needs me to crawl in a capped off pipe, meaning a pipe that is only open on one side as in sealed and capped off on the other 16 foot end. That's, I don't know how wide my shoulders are. Let's say they're 24 inches for the sake of math. This would have been 25 inches. And uh, yeah, you know, let's be uh, maybe 26 inches, gave me an inch on each side. He was like, I need you to crawl in that pipe and clean out all the sand that got blasted in there. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I gotta crawl through this fucking pipe and clean it with a fucking broom, little dustpan, a fucking vacuum. I'm trying to drag a fucking vacuum in here, but you know what? The vacuum ain't fucking long enough, so it gets stuck because the hole's fucking smaller than the fucking vacuum is. So we can only go in so fucking far, and then I gotta do it with a fucking pan and brush. And it's like normally, like we would just like tie some chains to it and have like the crane lift it and stand it up. But for some fucking reason, we couldn't do it this time i don't remember the fuck why but we couldn't do it and i got stuck crawling in these two capped off pipes had to do it twice so like i did it live on facebook to help me keep my sanity but like <clears throat> so i regularly do things like that and it's also just like i don't know i really don't care i've always been around like job sites i've always been on roofs and i've always climbed framing and like my dad was a truck driver and a carpenter 
and like I've worked in mines like you know what I mean like I've worked in mines and that's scary and then I've worked in fucking roofs and that's like the scary but high and like you know I've dumped giant fucking boulders off the sides of rocks with trucks so it's like doing all that stuff it's like I, I don't like there's nothing to be scared of like I've had my brakes go on an old Ford dump truck carrying a few tons like a stone trunk stone truck in a quarry where we were building a road on the side of a mountain that we were blowing up while we were building the bank and my I told him my brakes I should have never got in the goddamn truck I told him there was something fucked up they told me it was fixed I said it wasn't fixed I said it was fixed and I go up there and I go to dump one fucking time and as in the most dangerous time when my bed's all the way extended in the air and I'm on the top of the fucking mountain and we're building a fucking berm meaning we're building the thing that's supposed to make you not go over the side which then means there's not something to stop me from going over the side because I'm making that thing. You know what I mean? I'm always, how do I, I, I'm always doing that type of shit. And then, uh, so as my bed's in the air, my I just feel the thing go and it just starts rolling and shooting down the hill. And my, my brakes, I had already had my, my e-brake pulled and I was hitting the retarder and just turning the wheel like, you know, to the side away and trying to get my tires turned and I finally did, and then there was finally, I got up to a part where there was some of a berm that we had built earlier, and I got into that, and then I walked down the side of the mountain, and I went to the supervisor, and I cursed him out to his face, screaming and yelling in front of everyone, and told him he couldn't fire me, and if he wanted to, to go fuck himself. And uh, I didn't get fired. Not for that. I got fired for something else later on. But uh, yeah, I cursed him the fuck out, up and down. He wasn't like my real boss. I was at like a different location. Yeah, yeah, I had to curse out my last boss too. There were some fucking assholes. Some fucking assholes. But as I said earlier, I did do a recent Ramones, Joey Ramone video. We're going to play the Ramones up next. Coincidentally, I got a... Song queued up that Joey doesn't sing in, and no, it is not locked with locked up. It is not fucking Warthog. It is Love Kills. Coming off Animal Boy, Dee Dee's final album. Here are the Ramones.
God damn, I was trying to take a dab and my fucking butane lighter ran out of goddamn butane, god damn it. And then I had to run around. Now I'm all out of breath. Ugh. Jesus goddamn Christ. I'm fucking tired. Beat and hot. And I ain't got too much more to say. I'm gonna take some more dabs. We did, finally, finally this record is out. Finally, it's out, I'm legit. I'm like mailing this shit this weekend. Ain't that shit crazy? Ain't that shit crazy? I, I do gotta go get the fucking envelopes or whatever though. I gotta write the fucking names on them shits. Jesus Christ. But yes, thank you for buying them. I'm sorry it took so long. It was completely out of my control. But yes, there was problems everywhere. There could possibly be problems. And then, oh, the lovely, lovely gossip. But uh, yeah, we're going to play some tracks from it. And uh, we're going to play one that I'm featured on. Here's one side it would locked up. God damn it. I fuck everything up, don't I? I need a dab. <laughs> Inside it right there. That was locked up. As I said, that comes off the one-sided and parasitic split on Pogo City Records. Take the street. Finally out. Finally released. Um, you know, we did the pre-order. If you guys want one, hit up me or the parasitics. Hit up me or the parasitics. But yeah, I'll be mailing mine out hopefully tomorrow that's what i'm shooting for tomorrow i'm gonna try it knock all this out since i'm getting up i'm getting all these yellow fucking manila envelopes i'm writing mad motherfucking addresses and then i gotta get to the post office and i'm gonna drop all them shits off at once that's what the fuck i'm trying to do i have them all like they're completely bagged up 
like, you know what I mean, with the exception of being in an envelope. So, yes, hopefully I'll be mailing that shit out tomorrow. But, uh, yes, yeah, some people ask me not to mail them because they would like to pick them up. So you could do that, but if you're listening to this, it's probably too late to tell me that. But try to. But uh, yes, yes, yes. I think we're going to play one more song and then leave. And why not play another song from the record one from the other side of the album, talking about the parasitics coming out of Jersey. You should book them for a show. You know what I mean? That's what you should do. Go book the parasitics. I know Jess Cunningham has a show coming up that I did want to talk about. Where the fuck... Did I see that show being promoted? It's at that spot in Peaburg where my stage is, where she usually be throwing the shows. Uh, let me see if I can bring up the flyer before we get out of here. Uh, boom. Okay. All right. I have it here. Oh, is it, I guess Renee's playing. I don't even So U.S. Chaos. Oh, 16 Mathematics. Offensive Threat. Yes, I heard about this show. Carousel and uh, Homebound Booze Hounds. Doors at 7 p.m. $15 at the American Legion. 321 Marshall Bitches. Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Uh, oh, uh, Jason is DJing, apparently, so that's cool. And then it also says Rob the Ripper. I don't know what the fuck that means. This is all June 10th, once again. That's U.S. Chaos. Six to eight, Mathematics, Offensive Threat, Carousel, Homebound, Booze Hounds, June 10th, in Peaburg, right outside of Eastern Pennsylvania, over there, the other side of the Delaware, what I call, you know, Pennsylvania on the other side of the Delaware. It pisses off them P-Burgers when you say that. But it's fucking truth, yo. I remember coming from North Jersey. I came over there. I was like, this place is not New Jersey. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But <laughs> I remember some kid literally attacking like Cruston when they were teenagers because he said something along those lines in Peaburg. That would happen to poor Cruston. But uh, yes, we are going to get the fuck out of here. Like I said, if you want to get this record, it's out now. It's out. You can get it. You can get it from Spin Me Round. Not yet. But soon it will. I, I have to bring them there. I'll probably bring them there tomorrow. Why not? That's easier. I'm just going to go hand deliver. So uh, hopefully they'll be, I'll be delivering them to spin me around tomorrow. I don't know if they'll have them for sale tomorrow. But uh, yeah, if you want the record, go to spin me around. Hit me up. Hit up the parasitics. What? But if you guys enjoyed the show, give it a share. Write a comment. Shares and comment. That shit helps. Like if you're on Spotify and you hit the share button and you put it on your Facebook and you're like, this motherfucker, he talks about punk rock and shit and smokes weed. And if you smoke weed and like punk rock, you might like this. If you did that, shit, that'd be like the equivalent of giving us like $10. So uh, yeah, please do that. And uh, yeah. Tell your motherfucking friends and come to LCJ's show. And there's a bunch of other shows that I'll be going to soon that I'll be telling you all the fuck about. We've been talking about them a bunch, like CY Fest, that Boston Fest. There's also, what is it, that Delaware Fest or some shit? What's Chupascabra and the Broken Cuffs playing? I want to say Delaware. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. We're going to be going to a lot of things. We're uh, getting ready to go to Seaside, too. We're going to be going to record in Virginia. I just got my Les Paul all set up. The thing actually fucking stays in tune now. Tune now. I had to fucking file out some of I didn't, but they filed out the fucking um, Dano, filed out, like, some of the nut on the G. Also, my, um, what would you call them, my saddles, 
in the tailpiece of my bridge. They were all out of whack. The thing was not intonated. It was only like a little out. Like it was close to a half step. So it was out. But um, it just would not stay in tune, especially the G. It would not stay in tune. And Renee says till she's blue in the face that none of her Les Pauls ever go out of tune. But plenty of people on the internet, and it's also plenty of other people that are on the internet, like people talk about Les Pauls and they don't own them. And then other people are like, Les Pauls are overpriced and they don't stay in tune. But regardless, it does to see, seem to be a very common theme that Les Paul's G-strings do not stay in tune. Renee says, no, no, no. Plenty of people say, yes, yes, yes. And my studio was not working. The G would not stay in tune for the life of me. But thank God, all that it needed was some filing down of the G. And now it's fine, dude. That shit does not go out of tune. It's, it's not. And I'm bending the fuck out of that G-string. Oh, yeah, baby. But, um... Bending the fuck out of it. I mean, it was going out if I, like, picked it too hard, let alone bent it. Now it's not going out at all. I've been fucking with the tunings, and it stays good. I got some just, like, tens on there. Those, <clears throat> they're, like, they're not even, like, as powerful. They're, like, they're still tens, but they're a little lighter. They're those Ernie Ball rock and roll ones, and uh, they're they're not the ones that are, like, that say, like, slinky and shit. They're, like, the different branding and, like, a green package that says rock and roll. So they're, like, a little lighter, but they're still tens. I got those, and I like them a lot. The guitar's staying in tune. I can bend the fucking strings, get them ready for the spiky tops. I don't know. I might be... I think I might play bass on the recordings and try and teach... Joe the song, so if we play shows, he can play them live. But Spiky Top's definitely recording, and uh, this record's finally ready for you to hear. So uh, hit up near the Parasitics and uh, grab one. We're going to get out of here with the Parasitics. Go to at Pogo City Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I guess and TikTok. I have a TikTok. There's things on it sometimes. Uh, yeah, go give us a follow. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time. Fuck you. We're playing two more tracks. Because we're going to play the Parasitics, Do You Trust Them? And then I see that I had on the bottom of my list right here that I was going to play the War Lovers. Because I don't remember what the fuck Jamie or Sean was telling me that they had something going on. But whether they got something going on or not, we should give the War Lovers some more love. And I just, I, j I literally just forget about them. And sometimes Sean mentions them. And then I remember to play them. But Sean wasn't here to mention them. And I thought of it myself. And to be honest, it's because me and Rude Girl Jess jam all the time now. Like, a lot of the time. And Jess is getting very good at drums. You know what? We're going to play the War Lovers. And then we'll come back and play the Parasitics. We'll talk some more. Here we go. Here are the War Lovers coming out of, dare I say, Syracuse. Here's the War Lovers.
All right, that was the war lovers right there, and that is Jamie Pickslide and his wife, Tao. And um, the reason that they were on my mind is, as I was saying, me and Jessica, we've been jamming a ton. She's been practicing on the drums a bunch. I got her a subscription to Drumeo. I'm all about lessons and learning. Like, And I'm punk rock as fuck. I taught myself to play as a kid and in bands, and I've never taken like a real music lesson in my life. And people compliment me all the time and say I'm so good. And I see so many other people that are way levels higher than me. And even though I get compliments, I sit there and I wonder, like, if I had lessons or just someone to teach me, imagine how I would be. And, like, so I'm a real I, – I, and I just love to learn. And I like to push myself and I get bored. And I need something that I can, like, do that I'm good at, that I can be successful at. Like, do you know what I mean? And uh, so, like, I'm really big with music lessons. And, um, like, I, I teach my kids. And Jessica, I, I usually have paid things, like Scott's bass lessons. And then sometimes I'll take – bigger courses so jessica i got her a subscription for like our anniversary or mother's day i don't fucking know i think it was our anniversary and um i got her a subscription to drumio it's all the same week and um so that's like this like it's like the biggest online drumming thing you can get stuff on youtube but you get the hardcore stuff in the class and in the paid thing and it's real cool because i bought it just for her but i didn't realize when you buy drumio you get guitar EO for free and piano and fucking sing EO. And so you get all four of them. And like the guitar lessons are good, dude. Like, and it's mad cool because like I've never taken paid guitar. Le well, I've, I've paid, okay, so I've paid a couple like online guitar lessons that I think, but I've never seen them through to the end. The bass ones I have. But the guitar ones, I've never been part of something for guitar like this, only bass. And um, so mad lessons uh, that you can just dive into uh, from players, some of them that I know from like YouTube and stuff like that and some professional like musicians. And um, but regardless, like it's got like 500 songs that they have. And this is on drums on guitar they do it on both where like you can get like jessica she'll be playing we'll put on she she really likes system of a down now and so do i system of a down was given me personally like was all my influence for the stuff i was doing in one side it like that's why that's like where i was getting like the stops from and the rest and the quick choppy i was just trying to rip off system of a down i even said it to him and they looked at me like the rest of the band looked at me like i had eight heads when i said it i was like no i mean like the stops we're heavy and we're we're good with rests and we can get like staccato and we could be tight and quick and come right back in and everybody would always compliment us for that and our heaviness and that's what i was i was straight up getting that from system of a down and jessica has been on a system of a down kick and anything to get her to fucking change something besides cardi b and fucking fucking doja cat and fucking uh Nicki minaj and i mean i i i love some of those ladies are quite attractive i really like saweetie saweetie and Nicki Minaj. One time I said I really like Doja Cat and I made a mistake. I get Saweetie confused with Doja Cat because they did that song together. We, that's my best friend. And like Jessica be playing that shit like crazy. But finally, she, we got, I got her back on something with some guitars and she's been obsessed with System of a Down. But like Drumeo, it has the songs like without the drums. So like you could straight up, it has the proper music and like 
drums music, even if you don't know how to read drum music, like you'll figure it out in about 30 seconds. It's similar to reading guitar tabs. Even with circles, like actual sheet music on drums is just like reading guitar tabs. It's super simple. But like you can look at the tabs and then you can play the actual song with like surge singing and everything and there'll be no drums and Jessica can play over top of it. And they have like 500 songs at least like that. They advertise it as 500 and um, some features are here. And like when you do that on the guitar, like it'll show you the sheet music. It'll show you the tabs. You can slow down the tempo. Um, you can isolate parts. And you can even have like a, f this is what really helps me. In Scott's bass lessons, when you, on certain of their classes, they would do this. A fretboard like actually comes up on screen. And as the notes are being played, like it lights up it'll say like c sharp and it'll show you you know the fourth fret on the a string and like it'll play the next note it'll say g and it'll show you the third fret on the e string and it'll say g and it'll light up and like i find that mad helpful and like you can slow it down and like the songs alone are mad cool and then you get the actual lessons and then there's also courses and like i got jessica in the, they do like this 200 dollar course it was like drum chops in like 30 days you know what i mean like an exercise like where like you know it's like a 10 minute class every day and for 30 days and you're supposed to learn all this shit and blah 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 so she gets all the lessons but then on saturdays you can go live and like if you'd have to go like on the right time on saturdays you like they'll critique you like you can send them a video or you can do it live and They'll tell you that, like, you know, you should lower your hi-hat or you're counting wrong or raise your elbow. Like, they'll straight up critique you. And she's going to get that for a month. And it's normally, like, a $200 thing. And since I signed her up for the class, she got that whole course for free. And I got Guitario for free. My kids are checking it out and shit. It's mad fun, dude. I ain't making a commercial from them. I'm just telling you to go, like, learn and practice and play and shit. That's what I'm doing. I stay encouraged and I play with myself and like, doing lessons like makes that easy or like so like of course I like I know how to play like I've been in bands I've been recorded on multiple instruments you know what I mean but like I'm always trying to learn and, and do other things and be better and that's why I have a guitar because like I, I've, I've been trying to get better at playing solos and shit, you know what I mean? And now I'm getting that down. And I can play sick-ass bass lines. I'm starting to get my solos, and I can always play rhythm. You know, it just keeps me going, keeps me motivated, keeps me doing stuff. It kind of brings me to Pogo, but also keeps me from doing it because I stop and go play guitar instead, like I'm going to do right now. We already said goodbye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You obviously enjoyed the show if you waited this long, so thank you. Give that shit a share. See you. Next time, we're going to leave you with a parasitic track coming off the Pogo City Records release. Take the streets. Here's the parasitics with Do You Trust Them? See you next time. Ooh, how I've longed for this moment, Seinfeld. The day when I would have the proof I needed to haul you out of your cushy lair and expose you to the light of justice as the monster that you are. A monster so fine!
over. 